And good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. Good to have you guys here tonight. I'm gonna to do something a little different tonight. Um, we're gonna just, uh, we're, we're changing the way we do our shows. And a lot of people who are on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Zippo land and all this other social media stuff, we're, we're finding people, uh, they're throttling people back. Um, if they don't like your content or they want you to pay more money, um, I think it's a little bit of both. So we're spreading out, but we're also going to consolidate a little bit tonight. Um, ben Idle is the director of Free Oregon, uh, an organization in, in uh, the state of Oregon that is trying to, <laughs> I, I hate to be so basic about it, but Free Oregon. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple stuff. Our show sponsor tonight is Buck Sanitary Service. Um, you know, you, you, you got to dump it somewhere, right? And, and I'm not expecting you to look around and say, I can only go in a Buck Sanitary's toilet, even though they're cleaner than that. But if you're having a wedding or an, an, an organization or you're having a, a party and you need a sanitary service, uh, you need a, a place to put your poo, um, Oregon could use a lot of places to put a lot of poo. Um, he's one of our sponsors tonight. Also, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry. He'll be talking a little bit about it. Rosa Real Estate. Uh, Derek and his gang are going to be doing Taco Tuesday um, on Wednesday. And then Elements Health Club has an interesting thing coming up for kids and families. Some uh, big-name football players from the U of O are going to be doing some day camps. We'll be telling you more about that. So first, let's just bring on Ben. So here's Ben Idle. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Hey, great, Rick. How are you doing? You know, I always know if I want to get in trouble, all I have to do is invite you or or my medical friends on the show. And I, I can get in a big stink and everything can be wrong. And um, Yeah, we'll get you shadow banned real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about right now with Free Oregon. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, when you move to other states like, say, Montana, uh, you know, back, none of this is even a conversation anymore. But what are you guys, so where are you pushing right now in terms of Free Oregon to, to get people energized? And, and people really are energized, aren't they? Yeah, oh yeah. And, and, and uh, there's a dip, you know, when the mask mandate was lifted uh, temporarily, because, you know, the Oregon Health Authority uh, made the indoor mask mandate permanent law. And right. so whenever we're not forced to wear masks inside, that's just a gift from the czar. Um, and uh, that's for being good or something. I'm not sure. But uh <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like oh thank you uh, Zar Brown we're 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 so grateful that we don't have to wear masks inside even though everybody knows that masks don't work everybody knows so so um, I mean even Fauci knows like everybody knows so so we're we're you know there's this little bit of a dip and it's really starting to come back right now around schools and um, what's being shown and taught to our children uh, in our schools and also. Just the general, um, I hate to say this, but the Democrat strategy for education, because it's really, frankly, what it is, although there's a lot of Democrats that are disenfranchised that agree with us, that are members of Free Oregon. Uh, right. So I hate to use the word Democrat, but I am running for state Senate in, in uh, the South Metro Portland area against the incumbent Democrat, and I am a Republican, so I want that all to be known. Uh, so it is getting a little partisan here, but the reality is, is that people are really, really bothered by what's going on in our schools. And it's it's outrageous. It's crazy. And and then, of course, you know, everybody's really concerned about, um, you know, baby formula and, and getting goods on the shelves and the gas prices and, um, you know, and taxes. It's crazy. You know, I was talking to Jenny McGuire. She's going to be on the show. Um, she's been Love on your 
Yeah, she's going to be on my show. She's a former teacher at a Kaiser Salem, Salem Kaiser, and uh, taught there for years. Um, has an interesting story, but she was telling me, Rick, did you know that they have now um, in that in the Salem Kaiser district, what used to be an F is now a C. So they've done, it's like, so Ben and I were talking earlier, I would have been an honor student, <laughs> you know? It's I, like, I'm not a graduated on time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so they're dumbing down the, the, the levels or the standards so the kids can make it. Um, she also said, Rick, the, the amount of violence in the schools against teachers and against fellow students is, so, is soaring in that district. And she says, there's so many things. And I think what, what's interesting to me is, I, I love irony, and I did a little blog about this the other day, is I love irony because I think, you know, the uh, Oregon Education Association came in and said, oh, we want to, you know, our teachers need to be protected during COVID and all that kind of stuff. You know, they can do what they want, and that, that, maybe that's true, maybe that's not true. But what they did is they shot themselves in the foot because then all these parents saw in public schools, their kids aren't going back to school, but yet you're looking over the street and here's Billy and Joni and they're going to charter school and Sam and Melissa, they're going to private school and they're all opening up. And so all of a sudden parents, I think, started going, then they started looking at their children's classroom online and started going, wait a minute, <laughs> you're, you're teaching them what? Mm -hmm. And I think now parents have been, so in the big picture, maybe this is a good thing that people had to you know, had to get involved. We had, we were forced to see what's really going on. And maybe that's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a great thing. And, you know, but what's really, what's really crazy is, is, is actually what's go, what's really going on in, in our schools. You've got you, all this violence, but of course you do, because the kids are being pitted against each other by uh, immutable qualities, like the color of their skin. And, and um, if you're, if you're, Look, Tiger Twelton. I got. A, I have one of our boys is a sixth grader at one of the Tiger Twelton middle schools. During Pride Month, every single morning on the loudspeaker that goes out on announcements of the whole entire school, they feature one of the kids who's coming out as gay or or trans or whatever. And so they're getting all this attention to kids that are frankly like, who knows if they're gay or trans? And I don't even care, honestly. Like, I, I nobody really does care. I don't think. I don't. I don't think regular people care. But the fact that that's the center of attention, it really preys on uh, kids who are maybe more outcasted or don't feel like they belong or are troubled in some ways to go into that, go that direction so that they feel, you know, a part of something. It's like gangbanging in the 90s. Um, and, and I feel like uh, what's happening is that there's, there's all this rage and anger, especially in the state of Oregon, all throughout. And it's rage and anger from the parents. They're, they're putting out essentially pornographic. We did a, we did a, a, a free organ town hall on Monday. We had four experts on who are watching Salem Kaiser, watching, uh, you know, the Eugene school districts, watching Portland, watching Tiger Twilleton. And they put out Clackamas County. They, they actually found books in the libraries, in the schools that, that depict uh, children ha having oral sex with each other, like boys and boys uh, masturbating, it was all on. It was all on our town hall that you can see on our Facebook on Free Oregon, and 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 it's it, it's it's absolutely crazy. And the way they get it, if anybody else would be caught with this material, they'd go to jail for having child porn. But the the, the school districts in Clackamas County are claiming that it's educational, um, and 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 frankly, 
when you expose children to these ideas, even as young as first grade and second grade, uh, you're, you're, you're sexualizing them before they're ready. And it actually makes these children more vulnerable to become victim of sex abuse. And, and, um, and that's, you know, like Dr. Latulip and some of the great doctors that we work with around the state and even in the country, they're all saying this and it makes total logical sense. Right. Um, and so what's really happening in our schools right now is not just a, a dumbing down of our, of our children and, and, and really getting them to not think critically, but it really does appear by, by everything that you look at that, that these, these schools have turned into an indoctrination system that is weakening a, an entire future generation um, and, and taking away the standards and getting um, things in their heads that essentially make them more likely to be a victim of, of a crime. And it's, it's very, very, very troubling. Okay, Ben, hold that thought. I want to get to one of our sponsors real quick here. Pretty fancy toilets, huh? And showers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, they're awesome people, good sponsors. Uh, they're, they're really good about it. So, you know, what's so sad about this too, is you cannot talk in our culture today about your concerns about that without people trying to then turn around and label you as anti this or anti that when you're not, you're just saying, shouldn't we be teaching that at home and having um, conversations and, 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 you know, you know, why, if we can't even get in our schools, we can't even, we have to dumb down the grade level for math and English and all those other things that schools you know, should be teaching in my book. Um, and you can't even do that right. Why are you delving out into these other social issues when maybe we should have um, workshops put on by communities to, to talk about LGBTQ numbers and level, you know, what that, what that's all about. Do, do something different, but the schools, if they can't even educate our kids and the numbers, we're number, I can't remember. In fact, Jenny's on here right now. Jenny, would you tell me what is Oregon rank in terms of education? I would love to know what that was. You told me today on the phone and I did not have that number. Yeah. So, you know, it's so in the low, it's in the low forties, like 47 or 48. It, it's very I bad. Said, I think she, yeah, it's 47. She said we are 47, 47 out of yep. 50 states in terms of education and look how much money we dump into it. And it's interesting that in a state where the Oregon Education Association is one of the biggest promoters or donators to campaigns uh, for like Governor Brown, um, that wouldn't we have, wouldn't you think, oh, well, then we're really going to focus on education because you care about it. Or is it really about power? And we all know the answer to that. It is about power. So so what is free Oregon? What are people? Is it is it the awareness that's now getting people? Because even Jenny was talking today. It's so hard to get people from I'm mad. I don't like this. And then to go do something about it, because. Yeah. I think we've been dumbed down so much as a culture and as people that we're, and, and they see what happens to people like you and me, when you do speak out, um, you get obliterated with, you know, the, the, the cultural monitors, I like to call them who yeah. come in and say, you can't say that. And then they, 
they do a campaign against you and then they can try to shut you down and what yeah, you the fascists, do. The fascists, it, 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 really, fascists right now. <laughs> Jenny says we were the top 10 in the nation in 1991. Yeah, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get back to <laughs> So our education system was in the top 10 in 1991 and here we are in 2022 number 47 and we're dumbing down the grade level in some districts to get an, a C, it's now what used to get you an F. I mean, that well, is- Yeah, the, 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 there's really not much you can do. I mean, I'm gonna explain real quick what you can do. Uh, number one, uh, with 50, House Bill 1521 that was passed in February this year, uh, all the power to, to modify a school district's curriculum or direction which used to be uh, responsible for the school board who was elected by the, the taxpayers in the district, right? right? That was removed and provided right. to the Oregon, the Oregon, uh, um, the Oregon Education uh, Department of Education. So right. everything since House Bill 1521, everything is passed through to the, to, the, uh, to the state. The state has all the power to fire or not fire and a superintendent. If a superintendent does not follow through with a uh, action by the board of a school district, the board cannot fire that superintendent. Um, it, they yeah, have to give them like 12 months notice. I mean, it's- So, there, it's so there's very little local control of our schools and it used to be that- There's one no local control, zero, donut. Uh, the local control was gone because there's only one employee that served that, that served the school board of a, of, a, uh, of a school district and that's the superintendent. Um, and so that's what creates the check and the balance, but that's been gone. See, in Oregon in 2020, we lost our checks and balances when the legislature took a supermajority for Democrats. So they had the judicial branch, the, gov- the uh, executive branch, and they had the legislative branch. And with that legislative branch, they just started taking powers and giving it to the state and giving it to unelected um, uh, people, the people that uh, run the Oregon Department of Education. They gave the power to lock down uh, uh, citizens in Oregon uh, for a, under a health emergency to the health officer of the state, the Oregon Health Authority. But so wasn't that just recent? Yes, it's February. All this all, they had 256 bills in February alone in a short session, and um, they crammed a bunch of tyrannical bills that gave power to people that are unelected. That's what they did on both fronts. And so, what else is happening that's really crazy? So here's what you can do. You can vote out the Democrats that are in power today. Vote them out. Make them change. When Republicans get too far right, Betsy Johnson says, <laughs> Betsy Johnson says it. When the when the Republicans get too far right, you vote them out. Then they learn and they come back. When when and they clean house. When the left, when the Democrats get too far left, you vote them out, and then they can clean up and clean house and come back and bring moderation. Moderation is key. We have to be moderate. The Democrats stand for democratic process. They're the ones taking the democratic process away from the locals who pay the taxes and put their kids in those schools. It's totally nonsensical. It goes against everything they should be about. Okay, hold on. Hold that thought just a second. They want to censor me, and uh, and that's why I get low comments and you know, Eugene Weekly and, and a lot of people bash on me. But I'm just uh, I support free speech, and and I don't care. I don't care what your view is. I think most frustrating thing is that people get over uh, that people will hate other people just because of the political views, and I don't. Like I gotta tell you, I was Democratic when I was going through college. I went to U of O, 
Um, and I still have certain like maybe like more environmental like leaning a little bit, but I don't know. It just we're so steadfast. We're either you have to be left or you have to be right, and we can't be we can't you can't be supposedly friends with people that are on extreme left. That's what irritates me. And and also, I mean, it doesn't irritate me the negativity I get. I, I try to my staff will get messages, and I don't want to listen to them. We get voice messages and emails, and and you'll you'll have stuff you know you'll see and I. That irritates me, but so let's talk about um, yeah the lack of moderation in Oregon. And I think when <clears throat> when Oregon got a supermajority, and, and and I tell my friends and everybody this, I don't want I don't want a supermajority of Republicans either, because parties are they're 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 out for themselves. They're very they're very power hungry, and but. But this has been coming down the pike for years, 40 years. I mean, the last time we had somebody besides, well, we recently had a secretary of state who was a Republican. But Vic Atiyah was the last governor in Oregon who was a Republican. And that is not a balance of power. And Oregon is not that much of a Democrat. In fact, the the non-affiliated voters now pass the Democrats. So the Democrats don't own it. The Republicans haven't owned it in a long time. And you got what excites me and but scares me too is you've got this big block of people in the middle. And the problem with them not being part of a party, which is me, I'm a non-affiliated, I was when I was in Oregon, is they tend to not get involved. It's kind of, you know, you're either I'm raw, raw Republican, I'm raw, raw Democrat. Yeah, they're, not act, they're not involved, yeah. Yeah, but you get the middle people, and a lot of times it's like, well, you know, and and, and it's not wishy-washy, because I hate when Lars Larson and people say that. It's like, you're on the fence. No, I'm here going, issue by issue, I will decide. If it's abortion, it might be this. If it's this, it might be this. I, I'm going to decide. I don't pick my candidates because they don't support everything that I support, because that's right. just weird. I don't, you and I probably have things we disagree on. It doesn't matter, but, but there's a, a sense you get, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you think is going to happen in the fall? Well, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, election integrity is another major issue in Oregon. I mean, there's, we're, we're, Free Oregon has a lawsuit right now defending a guy named Tim Sipple in Washington County uh, who requested um, uh, voter data, voting, voting data from Washington County for the, 20, for the 2020 election. And he just asked for the test run where they just look at the database and the test run. He actually got the entire package. He got all the ballot uh, images. He got all the code for the machines. Um, and the the Oregon um, uh, attorney general swooped in and put a TRO on him, which is a temporary restraining order that he can't look at it, see it, share it, any of it. And now Free Oregon got involved because we needed some serious legal power to come in and defend this guy so that we can look at it. And our experts are looking at the data right now. They're testifying and they're trying to put we have, we're supposed to have court this week, but uh, a trial this week, but they postponed it. And now we're looking at, you know, August, maybe even early September. Uh, but I'll tell you that there's a lot of questions involved with what happened in Clackamas County in this last election. What, what's happening in Washington County? Like we want to prove I want to prove that our mail in balloting voting system works, that it's legit. Right. I want to prove it. But the state won't let us. They won't right. let me. They will not let us because they will not allow us to see the information. And one of the things that you have, and the reason there's so many non-affiliated voters in Oregon is because when you register for a driver's license or right. a new address, they make you an NAV. They register right. to vote and make you an NAV. And part of that is, is that in the system, in the computer system, 
you've got all these voters and all these registered voters that if whether they voted or not, you can, you know, theoretically, the voting machines can switch votes and add voters and add voters who didn't vote and make them vote. And they and, and they can. We created very simple code to prove it. And we can actually log in to I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we can log in to a voting machine that's not connected to the Internet and we can switch the dots. So um, the code to do that is very, very simple. But maybe that's why they don't want us to see the code. Well, here's the thing. As a reporter, as a former reporter, mm-hmm. if somebody doesn't get this is what pisses me off about the media. If the state is not handing that information over to you. Then as a reporter, my tennis go up and I'm like going, oh, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Why aren't you showing me that information? Yeah. And that should have every Oregonian on the edge of their seat going, wait, because I like mail-in ballots. I hope that it works. And when I ran, people would say, no, it's not this. But the more I watch it and then you start going, how long have we had mail-in elections? And how long has it been since we've had one of my friends said to me the other day, Rick, you're so lucky. You you might have actually won, and and, and God saved you from being Secretary of State. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but every Oregonian, I'm not talking about being anti-Democrat or anti-Republican or anything. I'm just saying, I don't understand why people who are supposed to be intelligent um, in these parties, when that comes up, that they're not going. You know, even though I'm a, a this person would say, even though I'm a blue Oregonian. Yeah, that doesn't ring true for me. And that's what scares me about Oregon, because people here used to put their party in their back pocket when it came to truth and information. And why is the state hiding that? I've often said, you know, that 20 years ago when I moved to Eugene, 25 years ago, you see a, a shitty Volvo with smoke coming out of the back of it with bumper stickers that said, kill your TV. Don't trust authority. Um, don't don't want you know, kill, kill this. Now, Those are today's Republicans. <laughs> That's the Republican car now. And the Democrats have become the Republicans and the Republicans have become the Democrats. Totally. I mean, my my friends, my yeah. friends, the Democrats used to be like these, you know, hardcore like hippies that were like, no, you don't trust what they tell you. You go in yeah. and you look for it. And now those very people are going, put them as do the, just do what they say. It will all be over with soon. It's like it's never going to be over with until people stand up and say, screw you. Yeah. They need to look. I think Oregonians are smart. I think they are intelligent, but I think they're being they're being manipulated uh, by very very strong manipulators. Look, if you watch local news, you're in the media. The local news is crazy to me. I watch KGW or KPTV or Coin or or K2 every day, um, every day, and 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 these reporters will will just be gleefully discussing. Um, oh, the West Coast State Pact has has approved. Uh, you know, the blankety blanks for young children. And um, and then they're like smiling about it. Like, this is all really wonderful news, even though, you know, if you look at any data peer reviewed around the world, you know, anybody under, you know, any especially males like under 29. I mean, it, there's an extraordinary number of, of, of terrible side effects, let's just say, trying to keep things uh, clean yeah, here. Please, for you. I appreciate that. And, and but then they move right on to like, oh, and then there's a major shortage of baby formula in Oregon and, and they sort of discuss it, but they don't tell you why. They don't tell you why there's a major, a, a major, like they just say like, here's a mom. And she's like, I'm really trying to find my baby formula. And, and then they move to the next story and, and, and it's like, they don't tell you why. They don't explain what happened on day one. They don't, with the Biden administration, they don't explain 
um, why we're now fully dependent on foreign oil and fully dependent on foreign baby formula. And soon we're going to be fully dependent on foreign cows because they got to get them from Brazil uh, because we're running low there too. It's just, it's really, really concerning. People, people just trust authority and you have to stop. You got to use your own eyes and look at it for what it is. Okay. Hold that thought. Derek Roser here with your weekly Let's Talk About Real Estate. I'm at Pandita Talkeria on East 11th. Let's go for it. Pardita's Tacos, baby. I'm going to give you the definition of what a seller's market is. Anything less than three months of inventory is a seller's market. We are way under that figure right now. We're less than one month of inventory. 170 homes on the market in Eugene and Springfield. That's definitely a seller's market. That's a lot less than would normally be on the market. Average price is $480,000 and above in Springfield and $520,000 and above in Eugene. If you're interested in selling your home, give me a call. Happy to help. And one of the reasons, at least in Eugene Springfield, I can tell you, and I'm sure it's that way around the rest of the state, is because Eugene Springfield did not plan for urban growth. So they kept the urban growth boundary tight because they don't want to go out into other land. And so now if you, you know, and this is another thing, elected officials that don't understand market and supply, supply and demand. So you have less land available. That means it's going to shoot the price up. And then they get on their pulpit and they say how we're for affordable housing. You don't even know what affordable housing is and what, and then you tag on all these $20,000 fees on to building a new home. And it's no wonder that no one under their 30s can even afford to buy a house. And yet these people get away with spouting off, oh, we need to have more affordable housing when they're, everything they're doing is against affordable housing. And, and that's the same thing, Ben, you see, you know, with the, with the situation with oil right now in the United States, you know, with, I was listening to a, a podcast today and they're saying, talking about how Biden's going to other countries to get oil. So he's trying to look like, we're going to cut back on oil production because oil is bad and all this. Well, 12 percent. I mean, we need 90 percent of us have to have oil, coal or gas in order to operate the country, the energy in the country. Yeah. If they, if, like it makes no sense to me. It's 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 totally irresponsible, which is really what you're seeing across the board in the state of Oregon and in, in, in D.C. You don't you don't switch the energy source without having something to switch to. You don't, you, <laughs> you right. don't defund the police and not have a solution. Like, okay, let's defund the police in Portland. And then what? They're like, oh my God, we need to bring the police back. Um, right. you, 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 of course, like these people are playing with your life. They're playing with your money. They're playing with your future. They're playing with your children. They need to get thrown out. These people are absolutely terrible. Throw them well, out. It, it's, it is amazing, though, to me that intelligent people still, you know, get on Facebook, they get on, they argue with me, they come on and they still stand up for this and say, because it's become a religion. Yeah, I mean, it really it's, has, yeah. it's become a religion where it's like, we're trying to save you. And I know you're so fucking stupid that you can't save yourself, but we're, we're, we're more so intelligent. Hard. And I've seen this as a news anchor. For, for 25 years. Yeah. I mean, people coming in and saying, well, you know, obviously they don't know. And, and we have reporters that I worked with where my news director one time, one time my news director, she would never let me do stories on abortion. Um, she wouldn't let me do stories on um, gay issues um, because of my faith. 
and which had nothing to do with, I have tons of gay friends. I don't have any problem with that. Um, and, and, and so one day she was gone, the news director, and a story came up and it was on measure 13 or something about bringing uh, some kind of homosexual uh, stuff into the schools. And so I went out and did a story with a girl who was gay, a lesbian, and a girl who was from a home school and talked to two opposite positions on this. We turned it in and my boss was always worried that I was going to be unfair. Yet she'd let a woman on our staff who was very openly um, supportive of abortion do all kinds of stories on abortion. She even was part of a group to stop to keep abortion going. And, and, and I went out and did that and I got every award that year and every person on that the panel said, that's the most fair report we've ever seen. But that's been going on for decades. It, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. And, and, and yeah. now people, I think, you know, I don't even watch anymore, but I'll turn it on and I'll listen for a few minutes and I'll go, you can't say that. You can't say that. You just judged. You judged it like it's a good thing. You, you're making a, a judgment call as a news anchor saying, well, it's great news. 70% of people in Oregon have been blah, blah, blah mm -hmm. against, against a certain disease. Well, you just made a judgment call and you're not a medical doctor. You don't know. And so you can't do that. And so there's no such thing as journalism anymore. It's propaganda and it's hype and it's whatever is on the press release that the health department puts out. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to regurgitate it because I'm just a puppet. I'm a mannequin. And yeah. I'm doing what they tell me to say. And that's where, and that number of people who still believe that, it's, it is amazing to me. It, it, it's so amazing to me. And it's like, I get, I get like since the beginning of time or the beginning of, you know, our country, since we've had a free press, there's always been sort of a right wing and a left wing, you know, you get your news. It's, it's people need to understand that that is part of the American story, but, yeah. but there's, but what's changed and is that there's the, 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 the journalist class, the journalism class <laughs> is literally not doing their job at all. Like yeah. there's a few, like look at, Pro but, but look what happens. Look at project Veritas, for example, like, they got the FBI going after. Him. I mean, look these these people, and I gotta hate to use the word Democrat again because I, I have I grew up with Democrats. I grew up in the city of Portland. I was raised by oof, very progressive uh, leftists. <laughs> I gotta tell you, they're very very progressive. But Democrats have been my friends and my family for my entire life. I I just do not hate them, and I and I understand where they're coming from, and I value what they bring to the table. Our brains are just wired differently, but if we can come together, we can do some amazing work. So I hate to call them Democrats, but the Democrats are using the FBI uh, to arrest uh, journalists that they don't like. <laughs> just FYI. Well, and what's interesting, is like, um, we did a documentary on Senator Mark Hatfield, and when he ran for the Senate, he was governor of Oregon, he ran for the Senate, Wayne Morse, um, who was an independent at in his career, he was a Democrat and a Republican. But at this time, he was a Democrat and he was already a senator. He supported Senator Hatfield against the other Democrat who was running against him. Uh, um, and, and he said it was because Hatfield was against the Vietnam War. And so was he. Now, to people today, that sounds really, oh, yeah, the Vietnam War was bad. Seventy five percent of people in Oregon polled were supportive of the Vietnam War when those two gentlemen made that decision. And Mark Hatfield said in that interview, 
you would never get that pass today. He goes, that is not the same Oregon that we used to have where people gave people, you know, maybe we don't agree on this. And I, I hope me personally, I hope that's what Betsy Johnson can bring to the table. Is I, yeah. a, a, a more moderate position because um, she understands. And, and I think for me, she, she loves Oregon and she wants, I, to, she does. She, she loves Oregon. And she wants to lead it. She doesn't want to be governor. The, the way to lead it is to be governor. But a lot of people want to be governor, but not very many of them really. Well, I, I've met a lot of those people. And you're like, ooh, don't. Yeah. Ooh. I've been to those campaign meetings. But Christine Drazen wants to be governor. And, and she's voted with the Democrats um, and, and vote, not just with the Democrats, but 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 she's voted for things that I literally I could never I could never endorse her. She's voted. She voted for five, five, four which makes it a felony as soon as a school puts a sign up or a building puts a sign up that says gun-free zone, it's now a felony for me to be a licensed um, carrier of a firearm to even go in there. So, you know, anybody that wants to shoot me, and believe me, there's been a lot of threats to people that want to want to kill me. Now they know if they catch me dropping one of my kids off at school, like maybe I'm not armed now. So it puts my life at risk. It puts my children's life at risk. We already saw in Uvalde that that was a, a gun-free zone. Um, and it's a sign. It's like, you know, go put a gun-free zone sign at your house over in North Portland or Northeast Portland, you know, 122nd, 125th. Put your, put your, put your sign up saying your house is a gun-free zone. I dare you. Um, and, and see what happens. But I'll tell you, it's, it's insane to me. But Betsy has been a Second Amendment champion through her whole voting career. Um, and to me, what matters, and I know this matters to people on the left and the right, um, that that our constitutional rights, they understand why they're there. We know why we have a Second Amendment, okay? We know. And right. so we want that protected. And, and Betsy Johnson protected it. Drazen didn't and Kotek didn't. Well, it's interesting because she understands why we have a constitutional right. Our current governor understands it, but she would rather manipulate her way around it. And, yeah. and, and then you've got a whole culture of people out there who say, oh, well, that's old fashioned. Nobody listens to the Constitution. I mean, we that's an old document. And it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I am terrible shocked, argument, by the way, I'm shocked and bewildered by some of this. But Ben, yeah. um, gosh, I, I could go on for hours. Um, I love talking to you, Rick. You're the best. I got one more I got to throw out here. So Elements Health Club is having a big event this weekend, and I want to tell you about it real fast. Event this week coming up on Friday from 4 to 6. We're having okay. some of the star football players, Chase Coda, uh, Marco, and they're going to be doing a meet and greet with us there. We're going to have some face painting, hopefully Ooh. an ice cream truck and a, a Mexican food truck. The search and rescue is going to be coming. They're bringing a boat and they're going to be handing out whistles and letting the kids climb up and around. Location. So this is going to be at the 170 Oakway Road, the Oakway okay. location. And the next week we're having the same football players are going to be putting on a football camp from 12 to 4.30 at Cal Young Middle School for kiddos between the ages of second grade and eighth grade. And uh, admission is $50. Both of these events are going to be fundraisers for the Bags of Love. So that's going on this weekend and next week. So Ben, last, last little uh, topic get on here. So. What do you think in Oregon? Because you're running, and um, and I know some people. It was so funny as if it was back in the day on news. I couldn't just have my friend on here to talk because you're running for an office. But now with this, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, so what what do you think is going to happen in November? 
Look, I, I think in November we're we're going to see. I've already looked at polling data across the state. You know, um, districts that have D plus ten, like so, Democrat, uh, like a ten percent voter registration advantage for Democrats or R or Republicans or NAV or whatever. So D plus ten districts are are polling R ten. So about twenty percent of Democrats in the state of Oregon are already saying, without much campaigning by in the for the general at this point. They're already saying they're going to vote Republican, and um, and and so uh, that puts me because I'm in a D20 district, right? So I'm a big underdog in in you know Lake Oswego, Westland, Tualatin, South Portland, Southwest Portland. I'm a big underdog, um, but those polling puts me at a dead heat with Wagner, who's the Senate Majority Leader, without even campaigning, and and so um, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see uh, a major shift in. Uh, the state politics uh, in, in in November, but I but I do I, I'm very concerned, Rick, as as we talked about earlier, that what is the state trying to hide? What is the state trying to hide in terms of their uh, voter their their election data? Um, and uh, and 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 I'm very concerned about it. I I haven't seen a smoking gun. I've seen spent shells, right? To use the analogy, like. When you look at what's going on with with Clackamas County and what what went what's going on in Washington and other counties, Coos County, there's a bunch of counties that have some real strange stuff happening. Uh, those are all like spent shells, like something uh, was shot. But you got to find the smoking gun, and so we're looking for that. Um, and uh, and I think it's very very possible. Even the attorney general argued in court uh, a couple of weeks ago in our case in Washington County that those voting machines can be manipulated, even if they're not connected to the internet. Um, and uh, she admitted that in court, it's public information, even though uh, the secretary of state said they couldn't uh, just a few months prior to that. So somebody's not telling the truth. I figured they tell the truth in court. Um, and so I am concerned that there's an issue. But here's what you got to do. you got to vote. you got to vote. Uh, so many people feel like their vote doesn't matter, but it does. You have to get out there and you got to get that ballot in. I mean, everybody has to vote. I don't care what you're voting for, but vote. Ben, a friend of mine who ran for county commissioner in Lane County, his opponent was the incumbent, uh, heavily funded by unions, um, put out some really nasty hit pieces on my friend. And David won by 98 votes, 98 votes. If 98 people would have just said, eh, it doesn't matter, 100%. He, they would be stuck with this guy. Um, who is, you know, who was already there during all the last two years. And so we know what he's going to do if something comes up again. So I, I agree with you. It really, you know, part of me thinks it doesn't, you know, there's part, but, but I think I still would, I still do because you, you have to participate. The other thing I think people need to do is start talking like this, yeah. having open conversations. Don't be angry. Just make your point. Don't get into an argument. Here's the, and here's a, a little tip. I get so many people on here who are very, very liberal and they'll get very mad at me. Show me your facts. That's it's, it's a it don't just don't get into a factual disagreement yeah. with people because they're, they're like Bible people. You know, you get people that go, what does Ephesians 23 mean? You're and like, you go, to me, it means this. No, right. you're clearly when I was in Bible school, it told me that, you know, so you're just getting in a tit for tat. Yeah. So you won't get into the factual battle. But you hit things like you talk about, and I'm not saying all facts. I'm saying you go in and say, how come you ask questions, like kind of like Jesus did. You know, he never, when, when his enemy came up to him and was trying to, 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 to make him fall, 
what did he do? He didn't answer their questions. He answered it with another question. So you answer people with another question. So if if Biden's gas policy is if his, his Green Deal is working so well, how come? And, and he also says he wants to help the poor and the middle class. How do you rationalize the two? Mm-hmm. So the Green Deal is putting more people in the poor farm and destroying their lives. They can't afford to even pay their car payments. And and so what's the real purpose? Is this something uh, that you're doing because you said you were going to do it and all, you got all these radicals on, on your side saying, you know, we need to stop relying on petroleum? Well, show me how you do that in our culture today. Wind power doesn't pencil out. Um, the other sources do not pencil out. So it's water, hydro, you know, we could go the cleanest source would be nuclear. Could you imagine would shit their pants if you said we're going to put in nuclear power plants but other countries are doing it and it's the cleanest way to do it but nobody it's it's all political so anyway but but have the conversations with people and don't stand down anymore um ann on here says it's there's a time and a place to obey the law of the land but in an entity but in any entity can abuse power and anyone can just decide to disobey authority what if everyone decided to not stop at traffic lights and stop signs and she's talking about we need to be we, we, we need to know when to go. Uh-uh, that's over my line. That crossed the line. And, and, and I don't think we have to be good boys and girls anymore. You know, what I mean, we're, I, we're taught to, to obey and listen yeah. and, our, and, and that our leaders and teachers and administrators and school board has our best interest at heart. That's not true anymore. They have their interest at heart. Right. It's all a power struggle. So they went. Ben, to- yeah. Thank you for coming on, and um, you, Rick. I'll have you. I'll have you back to cause a little problems. And, I love uh, it. I love it. There's so much ground to cover. There's so much ground, but I, I really appreciate the work you're doing, Rick. And it's it's just a, a wonderful to be able to um, be with you and your audience today. Thanks for having right. me. So Go to benetto.com. Go to benetto.com and, and say hi to me. All right. So you guys, the other thing you can do is follow um, Free Oregon. Go on and follow their Facebook page. And then they have town halls and meetings where people from all over the state are gathering and talking about issues. So they really are. Free Oregon is really bringing all these different groups together to have a conversation via the Internet. Um, and it's a powerful way to see what people in Baker and, and LaGrande and other places are thinking and people in Portland. And um, I think the best thing about it is we're not alone. Um, I think that's the thing people need to remember. You know, um, yes, I left and went to Montana. I'm still in Oregonian and we're not alone. We can change this. And, but you gotta be smart about how you're doing it. And remember the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So if you're one of those Republicans who's just, I'm not going to vote for Bessie Johnson because she's a Democrat and she voted on two bills that I don't like. Well, you know what? You got to look at and say, who really cares about Oregon right now and who's going to do the best job for Oregon. And then you vote for those people and find out more about them. So vote smart and then let Ben and his group go in and find out what the hell these people are doing uh, with your vote. You don't worry about that part of it. Let them take care of that. They'll hire the attorneys. You just go do your part and speak up to your neighbors, speak up at your church or your synagogue, skip up, speak up to your friends. And, you know, notice that a lot of the people that have those kindness posters in their yard never seem to live up to that when they're online calling me an asshole. Remember that. The truth matters. Share this on your page so other people can see it. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Ben and Free Oregon. 
and have a good night. Tomorrow, who do we have tomorrow night? Oh, something fun. A couple, you're just gonna, you're gonna love talking to them. That's tomorrow night. And Bill London will be here tomorrow night with your news. Have a good night. See ya.